Welcome to Customers Also Watched, your home for insights into Amazon Prime movies that no one should care about. I'm Erica, and I'm joined today by Rebecca. Hey! Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you also for this movie. It was way better, way better <laughs> than the last one. Like, you've officially made it up. It's all good. Yay, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, so last episode, Rebecca and I, plus Jordan, reviewed Microwave Massacre, and from the customers also watch list of that film, I picked today's movie, which is 1980s Don't Go in the House. In this house, 25 years ago, a child was given life. Donald, come here! He was raised in isolation. You're a bad boy. Instructed in fear. You're evil and you must be punished. Imprisoned by a tormented mind. Your father let you do things like that, but he's gone now. And baptized in flames. Now, he has come of age. His suffering has ended. And ours is about to begin. You You hear that, old lady? I'll punish you again! If you would be spared from the fury of his vengeance, (laughs) whatever you do, don't go in the house. Stairway by stairway, he draws you closer to madness. Oh, God! And soon, he'll share the terrifying secret behind this door in the Room of Steel. Don't make me do anything bad, mother. Don't go in the house, because the people who live there aren't people anymore. Don't go in the house. But if you do, don't say we didn't warn you. Don't go in the house. So a quick aside, the movie actually has an alternate title of The Burning, but just make sure you don't confuse this movie with the 1981 movie, The Burning, um, which is actually the good one out of the two. Um, And that's about a burned camp uh, caretaker who basically goes on a killing spree. It's got a few familiar faces in it. Um, Jason Alexander from Seinfeld, um, Fisher Stevens, the bad guy from uh, Hackers. So is that on Amazon Prime too? It's, I don't think so. I own the Blu-ray, so oh, I haven't. Yeah. I'm going to borrow I that. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's, The Burning. Oh, yeah. right here. There you go. Okay, I'm going to borrow that. Add it to my stack of homework. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, since we are watching the less good version of the burning, uh, don't go in the house. We do want to give you a drinking game for if you choose to watch it. Did you have any thoughts on that? Okay, so I had several thoughts on it, which is anytime he hears the voices in his head mm-hmm. or anytime he talks to a corpse. I think that's good. I had I had something along the line. I couldn't quite pinpoint like light a match or the flamethrower goes off. Um, anytime there's fire, yeah. they, do, they do a lot of like the fire things, not necessarily related to that. Yeah. They like light the stove and then he torches people and then there's the candle. And so there's like little fires kind yeah. of throughout the big fires. I like yours better though. I think that, I think we should go with that for the official drinking game for this. I know. But so now the thing is, is do you drink the entire time he does talk to a corpse? Because I feel like 50% of this movie is him monologuing to corpses. I think when he starts talking to a corpse. Okay, that's um, reasonable. You or hears the way. voices, because it happens a lot. Yeah. So I think just even hearing the voices by itself would work. That would be good. So yeah. there's options. Yeah. All right, so uh, take a drink whenever 
Donnie hears a voice in his head, um, or if you want to get really ambitious whenever he talks, starts talking to a corpse. So let's get into some of the info about the film. Uh, this has 1,900 letterboxed views and a rating of 3.0. Um, now, a couple people actually asked me about the whole letterboxed views thing for some sort of context, like... The last couple had, you know, 2100 or 2300. Please is that- explain to me because I have no idea what Letterbox is. I mostly just get movie recommendations from you and Jordan <laughs> and really late night Wikipedia binges, yeah. which will lead you to really fun stuff. So, so. it's um, basically a social media app where you can keep track of the movies that you watch and rate them and write reviews. And so you can see how many people have actually watched a film. You can follow people like on Twitter. You can like their reviews. That is way better than things like that. my current method, which is 120 different notes on my iPhone. Yeah. No, it's really cool. It's, um, I just started using it last year and the initial phase of getting the app and actually logging all the movies you have seen is tedious, but like once you finally get caught up and sort of get in the groove, it's, it's actually really handy. Yeah. But so for context, 1900 people have logged this film as having watched this film on Letterboxd more popular film, like, say, uh, recently, like, Bird Box has 92,000. Um, even bigger than that, Black Panther, almost 250,000. So I don't, you can see where Black this Black Panther sort of, is great. I don't want to <coughs> think about Bird Box. I have opinions about Bird I, Box. I do, too. Um, not good ones, so, nope. but that's a whole other... It was worth, it was worth a watch, I guess. Sure. But it was not what Facebook made it out to be. Mm. Everybody was like, it's amazing. And mostly I'm kind of like, this is dumb. It's all based off of like, you know, social media hype. I mean, that's fine. I'm just, the book is apparently really good. I will say if, how dark can I get before people get really fucked up with like being angry at me? How dark can I get? In the book, like the book is really dark. If they had put the stuff from the book in the movie, it would have been crazy because Mm. at one point, in Bird Box, they're trying to get the baby to, like, look at the whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So in the book, they have the baby. They do manage to get a baby to look at whatever it is. And then the baby strangles itself with an umbilical cord. That's amazing. Right? Wouldn't the movie have been so much better if they had a baby strangle itself with an umbilical cord yeah, in the movie? Like, ne- it would have been really dark, and then that would have been a problem, and Netflix would have gotten a lot of crap for it. Sure. But I feel like it would have taken this movie to, like, a way better level. Yeah, Netflix would never do that, though. No. But, I mean, yeah, I'm... I'm going to read the book now. Like, I feel yeah. like most of the time when I see a crappy movie, I'm like, oh, well, now I need to go read the book related to the movie. And so yeah. watching Bird Box, the movie, just made me kind of want to go, oh, now I kind of want to read the book to see what this was supposed to be. Yeah. So. I just, that movie couldn't be fixed for number of reasons but that, that's a whole that's another yeah hour long discussion so. thing. if you decide to do a netflix series of customers Oof. always watch netflix version <laughs> hint they're all netflix originals oh god i don't even know if i can get through this one <laughs> you can i'm motivated for you now <laughs> all right so uh don't go in the house uh directed by joseph ellison starring dan grimaldi and charles bonet I don't know um, who Charles Bonet is, but uh, according to the internet, uh, one of the, the other guys in The Sopranos, which I yeah. also haven't watched yeah. because I'm a bad person. Oh, jeez. I can't even, I don't know if I can help you at this point. <laughs> I mean, you're helping me so much. I have The Burning. We did all the other movies, and now I watched Don't Go in the House. And I don't know if that, I think that was helpful. It was good. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it. Yeah. 
We'll talk about whether it was helpful to watch it or not. It was, it was yeah. fair to Midland, yeah. which is not fair to Midland like Midland, Texas. It right. is fair to Middling. Yeah. And Jordan's not here for me to give him crap about how he didn't know that phrase. Yeah. So, I do have something helpful for you besides loaning you that movie. Okay. So um, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, 70s, like 80s, there were a lot of horror movies that started with the word don't. Like, there's at least 50 of them. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. There's, there's a lot. So um, I tried to get to get, get as many together as I could to put together a list for you, like a very condensed list of all of those films for you to survive a horror movie. Yes. Based on all of those films, here's what you need to do. Don't breathe, speak, move, blink, or panic. Don't look now, up, down, back, or in the cellar. Uh, don't go to sleep near the park, in the basement, to the reunion, in the woods, or to the house by the woods. Don't be scared or afraid of the dark. Don't let him, then, the light, or the devil in. Don't open your eyes, the door, or till Christmas. And don't leave home, sleep, answer the phone, hang up, grow up, knock twice, wake the dead, kill it, let me go, torture, duckling, or let the river beast get you. Okay, I You're have done. a question. Yeah. Duckling. Yes. Where did that come from? That's, that movie has duckling in it. That it's actually an Italian giallo. Um, okay. So it's translated, and it's there's actually a bunch of children that die in that, so it's more symbolic. It's not actually ducks that are. Dying oh, yeah. Darn! Yeah. I was like, what horror movie has ducklings? Because no, that no, no, sounds no. amazing, no, and I want to watch that. No. So that's your quick summary. You don't ever have to watch any of those movies. Maybe this is where agoraphobia comes from people just grew up in the 70s 80s watching horror movies and were like well I can't go outside or eat or sleep or do anything. No, you can eat. That's that's not that that's not on the list. So you're good to oh, eat. Oh, I can eat. Yeah. Okay. But, I can eat. I guess yeah. that's it. I can eat. I can't sleep. I can drink coffee. There's not a don't drink coffee. So I guess yeah. the solution is just eat and drink coffee and don't go anywhere. Right. Is go anywhere in there? Can I go places or is that a don't go anywhere? You can go anywhere. Yeah. So you just can't go to sleep near the park, in the basement, to the reunion, or the woods or a house by the woods. I have this really elaborate thing kind of set up about how there's like a park that is also in a basement that has woods in it. Like <laughs> I feel like we could have, I feel like you could actually make that movie exactly that you just created with. 50 different words. Yeah. Where there's a park in a basement with trees in it. Yeah. And you can't go to sleep in it. And it's some like weird sort of prison saw movie. Yeah. There's I'm invested. A, so Someone there's make a, this. There's actually, um, so did you ever see the, like the Tarantino grindhouse double feature movies in the theaters? Not in the theaters. No. Okay. Well, I think on, even on the, I think on the Blu-rays, I don't have them, but are probably even the DVDs? Mm-hmm. They had f- like fake trailers. Um, oh, I them. never saw any of the trailers. So Edgar Wright, um, the guy yeah. who did like Shaun of the Dead and um, Hot Fuzz and stuff like that, he actually did this um, trailer for a, a fake movie called Don't. And it's what? yeah, and it's playing off of all of this kind of oh thing. Oh my gosh! It's, it's hilarious. Like I'll actually I'll paste it on the uh, show notes when I uh, yeah when I publish, yeah no I like it I like it. It's hilarious. It's like if you think you're going to blah blah, don't you know? And it's like <laughs> it just plays up all those things. It's it's hilarious. So oh my gosh. Um, and honestly, like I really would have kind of rather watch that movie if it existed than this one but i mean i feel like this movie actually shouldn't have been named don't go in the house it should have been don't get in cars with strangers sure i feel like that would have been a way more reasonable thing yeah to do it's it's hard 
to sympathize with the women when they are clearly making really poor choices. I mean, I feel really bad because I wish that the women in this movie would have been, like, portrayed better. Mm -hmm. But also it's something where I feel like, as a woman, there are choices that they made that I would have never made in my life. Like... I can't imagine. I worked in retail. I'm not going to let some creepy dude in at closing if I'm the only person in the store. I'm also not going to get in his car. Yeah. That's a bad idea. I mean, we fingerprint Uber drivers for a reason. Yeah. There's, so that we don't end up getting dragged to a house and set on fire. Right. I guess. Or other horrible things that can happen to you in a car with an unknown person. Yeah. This is also like almost 40 years ago, so it's... You know. So my movie timeline is off, too, yeah. because I didn't watch movies in the series of what they came out. I don't know where it is in perspective to other slasher movies or other set-on-fire movies or other yeah. women getting in cars with serial killer movies. Yeah. When did they catch ten bu- Ted Bundy? When did that happen? Just um, a second. I'm going to look that up. Giving everybody complicated feelings forever. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the poor choices the women make, but... Um, just sort of getting into how the movie starts off. I was really stoked because like within the first three minutes, you've got Mm -hmm. a man on fire and I'm like, score, this movie is going to be awesome. And from there, you, so this is where we're introduced to Donnie. He works at some sort of foundry. Incinerator. It's an incinerator, which you don't find out for another 45 minutes when they literally say, oh, I work in the incinerator. Yeah. I don't know. Where you work at an incinerator? I didn't it's some know sort that of was... manufacturing plant, and that's the part of it where he works at. So, but you know, the man gets set on fire, and Donnie just sort of stands there staring at him, doesn't do anything. Yeah, that's safe. Yeah, like I think that. Okay, so I know I took a bunch of notes on this, and it was I was mostly really concerned about the fact that somebody had put a spray can in the industrial furnace. I was yeah. just like. Oh, this is this is concerning. This is concerning. This is fine. This is fine. And then I would say that the other thing that kind I was just really thankful about a lot of things. But then his enabling stupid friend Bob came into the picture and I like Bob. He he Bob seemed, cheats on his wife. Okay. With disco girls. I mean, outside of that, but up until that point, like he seemed like a concerned friend, you yeah. know. And so I was like, he's being really nice. Like he called the check on him, he, yeah. you know, after he didn't show up for work. And I, I, I liked him up until you know the you know the disco part, which yeah, which we'll, we'll get, get to. That. And I because I yeah, I love that part. So I was invested in the incinerator part. I liked the guy on yeah. fire. I was excited. I was invested in this movie as a movie where lots of people got caught on fire, and I that's not. What this was. Well, okay. So, and when we, when we get to the first woman, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. So what happens is, and I'm going to skip over quite a bit because there's a lot of downtime in this movie where he's really just sort of meandering and doing nothing. Yeah. But at the beginning of the movie, when he, he comes home from work, he finds his mother dead and he, this is where he starts to hear the voices and he, he tries to call 911 but then he thinks, no, wait, she's just asleep. And then that's when he starts to hear the voices. And the voices tell him something like, you can do whatever you want now. Mm-hmm. We're going to help you. And he's like, I can do what I want. I can turn the music up. Yeah. And he does. And he turns on this disco music. 
And I really wanted him to just start like busting out John Travolta style dancing in the right? middle. And he didn't. He just like jumps on a chair. And I was like, oh. That's, that's... because he's really sheltered and has some problems. I, I think so. My notes from that were basically that I was really concerned about his attachment style. <laughs> like, I have, I'm concerned. I'm very concerned for his welfare. And that I really loved his dead mom's dress. Like, that was eye-catching, neon, 1980s, like, fluorescent pink. Like... I mean, for some reason, I didn't notice it. But oh, yeah. it was... And it could be because I'm watching this on my, like, little tiny crappy TV, yeah. and my balances could be off. But no, it was, like, 80s neon pink with, like, a little, like, rhinestone brooch, like, around her neck. It was very, very nice. distracting. And then I just really, really liked how he... Jumped around on the furniture and smoked cigarettes. I don't know if he'd ever smoked cigarettes or where the cigarettes came from, but he was yeah. like, I'm going to smoke some cigarettes and then put it out on the fine sculpture. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. like his first reaction after like his mom dies is denial and he goes through the phases like quickly and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I'm on my own man now. And the first thing he does is like the very next day you see like these tools outside of a bedroom um, and you don't know what it is yet. And you find mm-hmm. out later that he actually has converted one of the bedrooms into this sort of steel room, like inside yeah. of it. And Upstairs, then for whatever reason. Yeah. And then you also see him go to like this camping equipment store and he sees this like world war two firefighter uniform that looks like a beekeeper outfit. Yes. And I was wondering, so what's funny is, is I saw the equipment, I yeah. think, at the front of his door, and I was like, is that a bomb? Like, I did not know exactly what it was. It look, apparently was a flamethrower, but yeah. I legitimately was like, he's going to blow up his house. Yeah. I don't understand how that relates to don't go in the house, but I guess maybe he's going to set the house up to blow, and like, this is a problem. Yeah. Um, and there's also the flashback sequence that we get. I think we get that right after his mom dies, or is that later? Um, to him getting burned over the, over the stove. Yeah. Yeah. I think at that point I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. So you, you find out like why he's so sort of disturbed, but also attached to her because his mom used to grab both of his arms and hold them over, um, a flame on the stove. And he's got, he shows them later. He's got scars running up his, um, running up his arms. So. It's weird that he's, I mean, I guess it's not weird that he's fixated with fire when it's caused him so much trauma, but I guess it, that's kind of how it works. I don't know. I mean, I could talk for the next, like, forever about, like, childhood trauma and how that manifests, but I'm going to keep it topical because I don't want everybody to, like, cry. But okay. I will say, full disclaimer, <laughs> full disclaimer, just because kids might be victims of abuse doesn't mean they turn out to be serial killers right. and set women on fire. Yeah. Like... Just that the ones doesn't in really the happen. Just the ones in the movies, <laughs> which give all of them bad names. Yeah. So don't don't think that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't think bad about that. Just 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 movie abused kids. Yeah. Turn into horrible serial killers because it's Hollywood. Yeah. And that's what they do. After he gets his beekeeper slash fireman outfit and has his new steel room built out, he goes to buy flowers for his mom and the woman like you said she lets him in after it's closed bad idea very bad idea don't let the man in your store after closing too late she already did and she misses her bus because she let him in and so he ends up 
Harden your heart. Offer, Don't do it. Oh, too late. Offer no help. He offers her a ride to uh, the next bus stop, which she accepts, but then he somehow convinces her to go to his house so he can drop off the flowers first. And she's like, okay. And then he convinces her to come inside to meet his mother. And she's like, okay. And I'm like, woman, stop. Run. <laughs> say no. Just say no yeah. to serial killers and drugs. And she doesn't. And one note, one note that I did have here was when she finally starts getting like freaked out and is like, I need to get out of here. I want, I need to get home. And she asked to use the phone. (gasps) Mm -hmm. I was so excited because she said, may I please use the phone? And he said, are you asking permission? And she said, yes. And he said, yes, you may. And I was like, that's some good grammar right there. Oh, I was going to be like, that's pretty rude. Like, can you be any more patronizing? Are you asking me to use my phone? I would be like, sir, let me use the phone or I am out of your house and I am running down the street. No, but I no. agree. Like, his his statement was really, May like, I? yeah, condescending. But at the same time, I was like, oh, good grammar. No, that is, I mean, I will take that strength. Like, that's a really good thing to have yeah. is good grammar. And, you know, I don't know much else about him that's good, except maybe he has some good grammar thanks to his anal abusive mother yeah maybe that's what she instilled in him yeah good grammar maybe and evil so our our florist ends up being um donnie's first victim and now here's where the movie there there's a couple things this is the scene that got the movie on the video nasties list but the prime version doesn't actually show her getting burned Um, because what happens is he knocks over the head, he ties her up naked inside the steel room. So she's hanging from the ceiling and then the, the scene, and I had to look it up on YouTube Mm -hmm. after I watched the movie. Cause I was like, why the fuck did this get banned? There's nothing that bad. There's like burnt corpses, but you don't see anyone except like the beginning and the end of those people on fire, but no women. So there is a scene of that first woman getting burned and it's actually a really cool effect like you don't see like a very clear like fire suit that someone's wearing mm-hmm. but it's actually done really well and I mean I can see why that did get it put on the video nasties list but so she's a first victim and then the next couple of victims that he has they don't show it even in like the uncut version they don't show him killing it because it's like well after that sort of shocking reveal of this is how he's killing him. You don't need to show it again and again. I actually really appreciate that. Like It was something where I kind of anticipated him. I didn't know what the proportion of I'm going to be killing people was going to be to like, oh, we've got to catch the serial killer guy. Yeah. But I appreciated that it wasn't so gratuitous in the sense of we're going to watch this man, again, after watching Microwave Massacre where you watch him murder all the women gratuitously, I appreciated that it wasn't that it wasn't him just killing women over and over and over and over again, and we had to be subjected to it. It was like, you see one good, and I didn't watch the YouTube video, mm-hmm. so you see this one scene where she's burned alive, and I think I even wrote down, like, there's no boobs in this. That's nice. Um, <laughs> I don't know if when you see her burned alive, you see her boobs, but yeah. I was just like, I appreciate an 80s horror movie where mur- women get murdered and you don't, Yeah, it's not like a sexualized thing, and... So it was very appreciated. I yeah. really liked how they did that. Well, no, the cutscene is like full frontal naked on, oh. on fire. Well, good news, you guys. You don't have to watch that in the. Uh, but if you want to see it, if it's you want on, to, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah there's options. And we won't judge you for either either choice. <laughs> Um, so the next day he gets a call from his boss and apparently he hasn't been to work in like a week 
So this has maybe become his new full-time job or hobby or something like that. He's um, going through grief and loss. He gets, they give you leave for that. I mean, now they Yeah, do. but he hasn't told anyone that his mom's dead. Well, he's a bad worker then, and he should really <laughs> be better at communicating, which he's not very good at communicating anyway, and he has really terrible social skills, so I don't know why he would even think to call into work to tell his boss. Right. I am not going to work. My mom is dead. But yeah. also, maybe he's not thinking that his mom is dead. And they don't, yeah, I don't know if FMLA is covered by industrial working jobs in 1980. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's just telling them that he's uh, telling the company that he's been sick. And so um, in that time, he has two other victims. One is a woman who is stranded with her car broken down. And then another is a woman that he very aggressively corners in a convenience store. And they didn't actually show how he Mm -hmm. managed to get her home. And I was very curious because like he was like in her face, standing in front of her way out the door, trying to like offer her a ride and she was like, no, get out of my face. And then the next scene is she's dead. She's a corpse in his house, uh, a burned corpse in his house. And I I'm liked like how he introduced his mom to them. Yeah. A lot. Like, hi, mom, this is Linda. Yeah. It's like, okay. Most of my notes about that were like, oh, well, they're dead. Okay, well, now he's in another place. Oh, well, now she's dead, too. Like, yeah. Okay, moving on. Yeah. It, no big it, deal. It, um, it goes to that sort of very quickly. And we've got the three burned bodies of women and they're all wearing dresses presumably his mother's i'm i'm assuming at least and they're all in the sitting room and he goes in and talks to them very frequently yeah Um, that he needs a therapist really bad yeah because he keeps killing people and then he talks to them and i'm like man you need therapy like well let me tell you everything my breaking point for like was when he was talking <laughs> to all three of them. And I guess he was favoring Linda and he's like, I could never be, be mad at you. And he leaned down and kissed her. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. How's that taste? Tastes like chicken. <laughs> Tastes like chicken. Well done. The I, next like 10. I was going to say the other thing about that scene yeah. is um, the thing that I noticed is when he talks about his dad being an alcoholic and he is like, my dad was a drinker and my mom abused me and sad story, sad story, sad story. But then he gets this bottle of what looks like wine and he pours it out into like a wine glass. And it, I am like 100% convinced that that shit is like Robitussin. This is the, this entire thing is a Robitussin dream. And it is like obnoxiously kind of like that, like weird red, orange, sort of not real. It's definitely not real wine. That is not a color that wine comes in. Like Boone's Farm maybe, but I don't know if that existed that maybe he was drinking Boone's Farm, but that doesn't come in like a green bottle. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe it did in 1980. I don't know. It could have. I, it might have. I don't know. But right. that was not. That was not. That was something. I was just like, this is not a color that this comes in. This is not wine. Also, why are you like sad, binge drinking wine around corpses? This is so bad. <sighs> Poor Donnie. He just wants Poor a friend. Um, he has a friend. His name is Bob. Yeah. Well, and he does actually. Um, his only friend. He does He does end up calling him after some time. There's about 10 or 15 minutes after that kiss where, and the, you know, the drinking of the, we'll call it Robitussin. Yeah. Um, Sounds good. Where not that much happened. There is this one really cool scene. Like the, the corpse of his mom is, is, has been sort of haunting him. Like you see like these shadows moving and her peeking Donald! around the corner. Yeah. Donald! 
But that one scene where he's at the bottom of the stairs and he's looking up and she's like at the yes. top of the stairs, like staring down and like with the flames, the flames behind her and her hair's like all wild. So much volume. Yeah. There's a lot of really good hair in this movie. There is. There's a lot of good hair in this movie. Um, That's a good thing. Yeah. I really like their I hair. I mean, he burned off their hair though. Well, but before he burned off their hair, it looked really nice. Like it the did. first victim, I was like, man, I wish that I could get my hair like that. <laughs> I really like your hair. And then he set somebody's hair on fire later, but I yeah. Mean. Oh, yeah. Favorite. We'll get to that. <laughs> so, about 10 or 15 minutes, there's this weird dream sequence at the beach. He goes to talk to a priest, and here's where it kind of tries to play like maybe like the Catholic guilt sort of angle with it. Where this whole movie was Catholic guilt, and you have the sin and you're evil and you have to burn it out. Like the yeah. voices tell him that. And his mom tells went, him that. You're evil. You're evil, Donnie. I think it went full force, though, like when he literally goes to the church to confess yeah. and then gets holy water and then comes back and, like, puts it on all of the corpses yeah. <laughs> in his house. Yeah. And so at this point, he thinks, like, I'm cured. I'm not. I don't have any more problems. So I'm going to call my buddy Joe and hang, see if Bob. we can maybe hang out. Linda. Hmm? Bob. Oh, his name's Bob. Bob. That's right. It's fine. A generic... 80s, one-syllable man name works. Yeah. Joe Bob Bill. <laughs> I'm like, that wasn't a Jeff. That wasn't a big thing then. So, yeah, he calls his friend Joe. Bob. Damn it. <laughs> so he calls his friend Bob. Yes. And this is where Bob uh, turns sleazy. And because at this up to this point, I was like... He's a nice guy. He's a good yeah, friend. He's calling, he checking in on him. He invites him to coffee and get a beer. Yeah. Like, he just wants him to feel included. I didn't realize that Bob just <laughs> hates his life at home. Yeah. So, hates his life at home. So, he invites Donnie to go with him to a disco because he's got a couple of women lined up um, yeah. for him. What do you call them? They're dynamite. Dynamite. I can tell you what they're into. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Why? I don't even remember what his wife said, but you don't see his wife. You just hear yeah. her, like, shout something from the kitchen. And then, yeah. Um, oh, and Bob. Then we're such high hopes. And then we're treated, that's not the right word, to a sequence of Donnie going clothes shopping. To get his, I was really sad that he did not get the shirt that they called the Matador. I was, yeah. I, I was really sad. I was like, yes. Yeah. Get the shirt. It's called a matador. And yeah. but they just do like a makeover sequence, which you don't even get to see because he's weird and he won't try and close in the store. I yeah. mean, I'm sure that that's actually, lots of people don't try and close in the store, but. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Anyway, I, I, sort of a pointless scene to me, but I mean, I guess it was maybe trying to show like how awkward he is and like socially inept that like he doesn't even know like what do you wear when you go out kind of thing what's your you know? shoe size what shoes oh, yeah, what size shoes do you wear yeah he didn't know his own shoe size like i don't know and like to be fair shoe sizes do vary i size anywhere from an eight and a half to like a 10 depending on the brand so i feel like that's also a loaded question yeah but he didn't even know that much well know? this is because he's socially inept but yeah. we didn't need a whole scene about it we, we could definitely tell by like 15 minutes in that he has poor social skills. Yeah. You definitely did not need that scene. So we get to the disco club and this is honestly like my favorite part of the movie. Yes. <laughs> he says, he, you know, he's been, he's tells his buddy like, Oh yeah, I've been sick, but I'm over it now. But you know, he doesn't go out and have any fun. Like he just sits in the corner while everyone else goes out on the floor and goes dancing and cocaine. Oh, yeah. They're drinking, dancing, snorting tons of cocaine. I was like, yeah. Woo, 80s. I know. I was like, yeah, late 70s Finally. disco. <laughs> 
And so then one of the women that his friend tried to set him up with tries to get him to come out on the dance floor. And she like grabs his hands and she doesn't have him over the fire or anything, but the way that she's pulling his arms, he starts having those flashbacks to when it's his like mom. a little candle, but it's not like yeah prominent. Yeah, but I think it was more like the action of the woman like pulling his arms in the same way that yeah, yeah. like he had those flashbacks to his mom and he all of a sudden snapped and then sets her hair on fire with he, a candle. I know. It's he, magic. He's all that I ever wanted. It's not even like it, it it's almost like he grabbed the table candle and like smashed it like straight in her face and then her hair caught on fire as a result of that. Beautiful. I was like, yes. It was magnificent. And then everybody being around them being like in shock and then not doing anything for a little while. Yeah. Like they're like, oh god, her hair is on fire. And it's like, okay, you guys, yeah. like now is the time to panic. Yeah. Everyone's just staring. I'm like, no one's gonna grab their jacket and like put it over her head to put the fire out. It's fine. This is fine. It's fine. This whole movie is this is fine. <laughs> You're like watching things burn around you and Donnie's like, this is fine, and the bystanders are, this is fine, and everyone's this is fine, and just people getting burned, and houses <laughs> burning, and this burning, and just, no, this is fine. This is fine. You're on fire. It's okay. <laughs> You'll be okay. Uh, so, after that, you know, it's, you know, that's really the high point of the movie. Um, the brother of the woman that he burned comes after him and beats him up. Yeah. And then Donnie gets in his car and drives away. And then on his drive back home, he picks up two girls who are drunk and want to party. So, again, we've got two more dumb girls who are just like, sure, I'll go with a random stranger to his house. I don't know if they did, like, stranger danger for anybody in, like, when they were kids, like, 18 years before 1980. Like, I don't know if they did stranger danger. Hmm. I feel like, I don't know, maybe it was this, the 60s were the years of, like, hitchhiking and stuff, right? Yeah. I don't know, but Hmm. I still feel like if you're drunk, you shouldn't get in a car with strangers. I felt really bad. I was just like, man, this is really stupid, but also, can you give us some smarter women, for example, please and thank you? Yeah. I mean, horror movies, especially during that time, aren't known for having women like that. So there's, you know, few and far between. There's a few good ones. But um, especially, like, when you get into this realm, like, we're on the exploitation realm. And you don't get... No kidding. Yeah, and you don't get you don't get women like that. Like, you get that in other movies, like, you know, original Halloween and stuff like that, where you've got, like, you know, a strong female character. I mean, yeah, she's making dumb decisions, like hiding in the closet and whatever, but she Well, when you're panicked, your brain stops working. That's sure. kind of what happens. But so. exploitation films, you can't expect any women to make, you know, So what you're telling me is my expectations... I'm, I had high expectations coming into this after, like, the first 10 minutes or so. Yeah. I was like, yes. I even texted Jordan, and I'm like, this movie isn't bad. This movie isn't bad. I'm so excited. Yeah. And then I think around here is when I started being like, oh... Oh, I've made a mistake. <laughs> I've made a mistake. I've made a terrible mistake. Do you like shake your fist in the air at Erica? You're like, Erica. <laughs> no, I actually think I went into the kitchen and I cracked open a beer. Okay. At like 11.30 last night. I was like, well, we've gotten there. Crack. Like, there we go. <laughs> and so it was, I was like, this is, this is it. It's all downhill from here. And so I was like, I don't need to watch. I, yeah. I can miss a couple minutes of college girls being dumb in the car. Yeah. And, 
I mean, it's all down from here. It's all downhill for Donnie because he gets the girls back to his house. And of course, he ends up getting both of them into knocked out and into his steel room, um, planning to set them on fire. But in the meantime, his friend. Uh, Joe? Bob? Yeah. Bob Joe? Bob Joe? Joe. Billy Joe. (laughs) Billy Joe Bob. Billy Joe Bob. That's his name now. His name is Billy Joe Bob. Has gone to the same church that Donnie was at earlier and said, I'm really worried about him. Like, he's, he's, you know, broken. Because he was at, you know, the disco with him and he saw him, like, you know, torch Yeah, my friend just torched the girl that I was hoping to bang in a threesome later tonight because that's what they're into is discos and threesomes. Um, I don't get that at home for my wife. (laughs) I'm going to throw in a microwave, and that's a whole other movie that I really don't want to watch. But You don't ever have to watch it again. Thank you. (laughs) So um, his friend gets the preacher to come with him back to Donnie's house, and then the two of them find the women tied up because they're screaming in there. and. They rescue them, so yay, they there's two that don't die. Goodness. Um, they can go on to do PSAs forever yeah. and always about how you should not get drunk in cars with stranger men. Yeah. Um, then Donnie shows up at the foot of the stairs wearing beekeeper fireman outfit and sets the preacher on fire. That was great. Yeah. I did really like that. Yeah. I did really like when he sets the preacher on fire. And the preacher's like trying to like convince him, like, what are you doing? No, stop. Uh, so what are you wearing? I'm so confused. And I think at that point I managed to make it like around my kitchen island and I'm like, what's up? What's up now? Like, <laughs> oh, someone's on fire again. This is great. <laughs> Finally. I've been waiting for this. But the preacher doesn't die. He no. manages to get outside and get put out. At that point, we go back uh, into the house where Donnie is in the room with the three corpses who are talking to him at this point. And not just in his mind anymore, like their mouths actually start moving. Yeah, see, this was my favorite part of the movie was when this happened. And I was just like, oh, it's all in his head, it's all in his head. Oh, the corpses are moving. Oh, the corpses are talking. Oh, the corpses are attacking him. Yeah. Like, yes. Beautiful. This is the masterpiece. Why did this take an hour to get here? It was great. That was pretty great. It was, I really liked the way that this ended. Like, I thought it was really fitting. Like, all of the corpses just sort of standing up and lumbering over to him and grasping at him. And he tries to set them on fire. And he does, but he also sets the room on fire. When he tries to escape, his mother's corpse stops him. And pushes him back in the room, and he's just then engulfed by all four women corpses and the fire. Love it. Yes. Love it. Yes. Ah, yes. It's a good ending. Like, it's a great ending. I'm a fan for it. Like, I, oh, like, I love it when they get theirs, and I'm just like, yes, oh, so satisfying. Yeah. And also, I was not expecting the corpses to start moving. Like, I expected yeah. maybe mom to show up. But I did not expect, like, all the other corpses to start moving in for it to turn into an attack scene. Yeah. Like, my expectation was maybe, like, Billy Joe Bob, Thornton, man, dude, was going to come back in. And, like, they'd have a tussle and be like, why? Friendship, sadness. (laughs) Oh, this is a bromance. It's been a bromance this whole time. You're my only friend. Nope, that's not it. The corpses get him and it's magic. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. And then we hear on the news the next day, like, the whole house burned down along Donnie's dead. Um, and that news report is actually coming from a totally different house with a little kid watching TV, apparently watching the news about, you know, people dying in house fires. Good, because people need to watch the news. Children should be exposed to the news, maybe. I don't know. But the news is important. 
They should know. They should know about the news. I don't know. Well, his mom doesn't think so because she comes in. Well, she's a terrible person. (laughs) She comes in yelling and screaming at him to turn off the TV and then turns around and starts beating the shit out of him. Yeah, I've got opinions about that. And also, I'm just kind of like, damn it, there's so much abuse in this movie. This is like an abuse narrative. I expected people to get burned with flamethrowers. I mean, yes, I knew the mom was abusive coming into the movie. I was just like, no, more abuse. Yeah. (laughs) Damn it. But we, I think she's eventually going to get hers because the movie ends with that little boy hearing the same voices that Donnie was hearing. So, well, and, but how many more women are going to die by the hands of a child? Well, I'm, you know, that would actually be a better movie. He could set his mom on fire. Yeah, he could set his mom on fire. He doesn't have to go around killing women. Like, yeah, he but will the voices you know, make him kill more women? Maybe. I would want to watch Probably. that movie where then you, which I feel like sends you into a whole other genre of movies where you have children that murder people. Yeah. And so the hearing voices is a new aspect of things because usually the murdering, the children who murder don't, you don't see them hear the voices. They're yeah. just like possessed and then they kill people. But like a child hearing voices and then killing people, I'd be down for that. Yeah. There's a few like children as, as a killer movies, but I don't think there's one like that where they're literally hearing voices i mean there's like children of the corn but that's just like different different brainwashing sort of thing and village of the damned um damien i guess the omen i don't know the omen well the thing is is like especially like with the voices and how it ended and then the voices is it contagious going to him I, i think there's just they're hinting at maybe there's some sort of supernatural element or that Maybe this boy has the same sort of, like, you know. My mom abuses me. Now I'm going to hear voices and go on a murdering spree eventually. Yeah. Or maybe there's some, like, collective unconscious of, like, anyone who goes through that kind of abuse. I don't know. I don't know. I'm real concerned about that one. I mean, I like like the idea of there's, like, this supernatural... I like the supernatural aspect sort of thing because it takes away from that abuse narrative. That really just... It just just bothers me. But I think that if you work in a field where you work with victims of abuse, that that it's going to bother anybody if that's something that bothers them. So I like that it takes away from the abuse narrative. I really like that. And then I liked, but I like the idea of like a supernatural aspect and less of a like, oh, well, I'm mentally ill. And it's more of just like a, well, maybe there is this supernatural thing that comes out when you've got issues and then it doesn't necessarily possess you. It just influences you Mm -hmm. in that sort of way. Like that desire to harm is there. That desire to be free is there. But then it's something where this supernatural aspect just kind of pushes you. And it's not necessarily, I wouldn't want it to take, I really wouldn't want either a sequel or this movie to take it so far that it's like a demon in yeah, some sense. Yeah, no, no. Like once you go far. that, that's too far. But just yeah. kind of like there is some like unnatural sort of thing that does this. And yeah. I feel like, you know what, I feel like you could have taken that and then done some really crazy things with that plot line. And yeah. I would have I would have liked that actually kind of a lot. So I really like it. I like I liked I liked that aspect. Yeah. So I do too. Um let's go with that. That's actually the real plot of this movie is this is a supernatural movie. <laughs> let's do it. I can I can live with that. I think that would change it from like a three star movie to like a five star movie for me. Mm, that's 
A little high for me, but I mean, depending on how well it was done. Well, it's a scale, and I've definitely yeah. found the zero on my scale. Sure. So compared to that and compared to my tens, I feel like it was a Oh, you're solid on a ten five. scale. Okay. Like a scale from like one to ten. Oh, okay. I thought you were no, on a no, no, five no, no. scale. No, 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 no. This is not a five-star movie. No. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm one to five scale. This is not, for me, a ten-star movie. This is like a solid, like, middle-of-the-pack movie. Okay. Like, was solid middle-of-the-pack. Like... Not the worst thing I've ever seen. Definitely not the best thing that I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, no. Not not by any stretch. And then the last uh, thing that we get uh, with the credit is... Disco! Disco! Yes. I was, like, <laughs> dancing around. I was having a great time. My cats were concerned. I was like... Mm, yeah, like, disco, yeah, like... Disco. That's good and topical. Like, <laughs> after a movie like that, you do need some disco music. Yeah. Like, you, you, you need some disco music. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was, it was great. Really cool. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, overall, definitely uh, much better than the last movie you had to do with me. So. Oh, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I was impressed. I was impressed. I thought it was going to be worse than what it was. Yeah. It took me a while before I found out that I was definitely impressed. It was not, I would say, no, I was impressed. I was impressed with the movie. Like, I liked the burning scene. I liked the whole I'm crazy and I'm talking to corpses thing. Um, Bob, Joe, man, dude was cool. Like I liked. Let's call him Buddy. Buddy. Yeah. Buddy. Because it's his buddy. And that can be a name, I guess. Buddy. No, it was solid. It was solid. So your recommendation for it then would be what? Love it, leave it, remake it, or kill it with fire. Um, is there like middle of the love it or leave it like definitely like I don't love it but sure. I don't want to like leave it behind but I would just say like sure it's not entirely worthless yeah so maybe you know what I would go with the remake it I would go with the remake it I think that they could remake this movie mm. and I think that they could kind of um but I don't know I don't know how they would remake it because so many of the things that applied in this movie wouldn't apply now because they're cell phones sure I have many ideas about that yeah, okay, it. no, please, but please. Getting back to, like, what you said about is there, like, a sort of in-between with Love It or Leave It. With Leave It, it's just like, yeah, it's good, it's fine, I'm not going to watch it again, though. You know, Love It would be like, I had a good time watching this movie, I want to watch it again. Oh, so, okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I think the answer, I guess, then would be Love It, because I need Jordan to see The Walking Corpses, hmm. and so, therefore, I will need to rewatch it again, because we will rewatch it together. Okay. So, which, you don't even want to know how many times we have watched terrible movies that neither of us have wanted to watch again, just because the other one hasn't seen it, Oof. or we need to figure things out. So, we've definitely watched, like, some doubles or triples of certain things. That's like, rough. Yeah. Let me tell you how many times I've had to watch Fifty Shades of Grey Freed. Uh. Three. Possibly four. Jesus. I haven't seen any of those movies. They're shit. Um, the I, books are shit. I the movies are it. shit. They're shit based on shit. It's just shit. <laughs> so. It's just a shit storm. It is a shit storm. I'm a big book to movie adaptation person. And so it's bad. Yeah. All right. Let's look at a couple of Letterboxd reviews before I get into my thoughts and recommendation for it. So let's start with a four star review here. A four star. This is on a scale of one to five. This is I a assume? one to five. Yeah. This is from Robin, with a Y. Dripping in maniac vibes, but in an original enough premise to make them separate entities. Doesn't outstay its welcome. I enjoyed this one, especially after the crap I put myself through these past two days. Robin, I agree with you. I agree with you. Absolutely. But maybe not like the four star. Mine would be like a 2.5. 
but I'm glad that you enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I'm curious about what the crap you put yourself through was. I wonder that too. I'm like, is she referring to other movies that she watched or just Maybe her life in general? she's following along and she watched Microwave Massacre and then she's like, oh my God, compared to that shit, this is amazing. No, I... <laughs> so, in which case, Robin, I'm so, so sorry. I don't think anyone's watching okay. that movie based... If, if they actually listen to this, I don't think anyone's like, I need to watch that movie. <laughs> Maybe then they can get rid of it forever. That's uh, never going to happen. They can keep this movie though. They yeah. can keep this movie on the watch they can list. Keep other it. people need to see this movie. Um, so Rob Simpson gave this one star out of five. Mm. Um, and he, he makes some, he makes a couple of interesting points in it though. He says, my issue with the video's nasties list is that at its worst, it serves no greater, no greater purpose than legitimizing crappy movies by granting them fake notoriety. Um, some deserve their notoriety. A few got an audience bigger than they would have without it. And then there is the crap swept up because of the implications of their title or one scene. Don't go in the house or pyromaniac is one of the latter and utter crap. Uh, the one scene here is genuinely nasty, but over in the blink of an eye in the grand scheme of the nasty shit horror has pulled over its vast and varied history. Also fun fact at about seven hours long, it's the longest 80-minute movie ever made. <laughs> so dull, it makes The Revenant feel like an episode of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> okay, okay. I mean, he he has a point. Like, there is a lot of, like, filler downtime and, like, just nothing really happening. Yeah. And it did get notoriety for one scene. So it's not necessarily, like, a great movie. It's just got some, like a few really cool scenes like disco ending woman getting burned initially. Like it's a good effect. I know like, you know, it's not something that's in this version, but I think he's got a point with like a lot of the movies that are on that list. There's like 70 or 80 of them. I don't even know what the video nasties list is. Cause I'm horribly sheltered. So, um, 19 early eighties, the yeah. UK banned a bunch of movies. So like this one nightmare, which was episode two. Yeah. Um, that one, Burning, that I loaned to you, that mm-hmm. other one, that's on it. Um, I'm a big fan of band movies and trying to figure out why, but I also like the dark, gritty, nasty stuff. So, yeah. I mean, this one takes the cake for that. So what I liked about it was that it definitely was like he was so dull that The Revenant, I have never managed to watch The Revenant. I keep falling asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's, I mean, yeah, he's saying like so many more people saw this movie and many others that were on that list because they were on the list, you know, they've, yeah. they've got that, um, that notoriety for it. And which, you know, this, I think it was fine. Like I, I wouldn't watch it again. Like my, you know, just so much of the movie, um, drags. And then the fact that like the version that, that we saw doesn't have like the main kill and the whole reason that it got banned in the first place, I don't even know if that scene would have made the movie for me because I didn't know that it existed until about now. It it doesn't make the movie, but it makes the other kills after that Mm -hmm. seem that much more effective as far as the way that the film is made. Like, we don't need to show you this again because we showed you the first time. Like, we're not going to overkill. So, you know, the serial killer with the mommy issues you really can't get better than psycho. And this has Mm -hmm. so many like, you know, nods to it. Like, you know, the dead mother, like Mm -hmm. living upstairs, still talking to him, the Mm -hmm. house, even like it kind of sits on a hill and has that old sort of Victorian look to it. Yeah. 
I mean, for me, like, it would seem appropriate to kill a movie like this with fire because, you know, fire in the movie. But yeah, okay. I mean, but I don't hate it. So, um, so how would you fix it? Because you so, said you wanted to fix it. So I want to hear about how you would make this better. So I feel like I'd be super on board with that. Okay. So I technically my recommendation would be to leave it. Like, I don't really want to watch it again. But, yeah. but, um, it did actually give me an idea for sort of a related but better movie. Okay. About having it be more of like an action horror movie. Okay. Have you seen Exterminator 2? No. Okay, so it's got Mario Van Peebles in it. It's got like rollerblading like goon. And it's got... I'm sorry, there's rollerblading? Yeah. And you know my, feel, I, I I know you know you my lo- feelings I, about rollerblading movies? I, I, know you, I know you love the rollerblading. I love rollerblading Which is why movies. I bring it up. Yes. So okay. well, ex- that's on my list now. Exterminator Two. I think I own it, but it's probably it's on one of those like multi packs. I'm gonna I'll, I'll look for it after this. Um, so anyway, Exterminator Two is about this sort of it's this good guy who's going around um, and killing bad guys with either his modded dump truck or a flamethrower. Hell yeah! And. So, and that one's great because he's like sort of, you know, he's going after all the bad guys and like everyone loves seeing people just, you know, lit up. So. Who doesn't love a good revenge flick against bad guys? Right. So have it kind of like that with, have you, and then have you seen um, Bobcat Goldthwait's movie, God Bless America? No, but I think that that's also going to make a list. And also I'm really intrigued about. So it's about this sort of middle-aged man that um, develops a friendship with, like, a teenage girl. Don't worry, it doesn't get creepy. Um, There's a lot of those interesting movies out there. Yeah. But he goes around just killing all of these just terrible, vapid people. um, That are just, like, just any kind of person that you think is just what you would hate. Like, racist and whoever. It's been a few years since Mm. I've seen it, but, like... So I have this like can idea. We re- can we do that movie like now? Well, so I'm putting this out there. <laughs> okay. Because I hope that, you know, there's someone who might be able to like. Channel these ideas. Channel these ideas into something. Please. So make it, you know, part God Bless America, okay. part Exterminator 2. Okay. And part Don't Go in the House. So I don't want to remake Don't Go in the House. I just want to take the like let's kill people with fire. Okay. Part of it. But I want our main character mm-hmm. to only be targeting women. Okay. I know, hang on. Okay. Okay. I don't want okay. you to. All right. I want it to be like all of these sort of like socially vapid, like, like all of those like oh. social media influencers that are like. Yeah. Anyone that would have gone to the fucking like fire festival, you know? Like, oh, did you see those yeah. little documentaries yeah. that came out? I didn't see the Netflix one yet. I saw the Hulu one though. Yeah. I have to compare them. But um, so targeting those women specifically and have like the, the person who's going after them be a woman too. So it's not as you know, it's not as misogynistic. So somehow these other women, maybe they're, you know, some bitchy sorority or whatever wronged this woman. All of them, like all of the models who make solely money based on Instagram influencers. And it's basically an Island of Instagram influencers. I mean, like a neighborhood. Yeah. Something, something along those lines. So that's what I want the target to be. Set at fire festival. Ah, With fire. But I've got my title for it already. Oh, damn. But, that's okay. We could, okay. There could be a sequel. Yeah. You ready for it? Yeah. Torch her. 
Oh my god. That's a Jordan level pun. I know, right? That is a oh god, it hurts, but it's so good. I thought he would appreciate that one. Oh my gosh. I'm bummed he couldn't make it today, but yeah, I thought he would appreciate that one. No, that's so good. That so. is so good. So I want that movie to happen. But I mean, I like it. I really like this idea of the movie. Can we incorporate that weird little supernatural aspect that I kind of like? Like maybe she experiences a loss in her life, realizes the world around her is terrible, and then... Maybe she actually dies and comes back as like the spirit and it possesses somebody else and does all the killing or something. She dies in an Instagram-related accident? Probably, yeah. She dies trying to take a selfie on the top of the Empire State Building or something stupid like that. And then she realizes the error in her ways and how she needs to... No, because then she's not sympathetic if she's doing something dumb like that. Like... If she was forced into doing it, and then like you know an accident happened because as that it was somebody else's fault, then yeah. Oh, like she, but I don't want her to be like that, like vapid person. She needs to be like, but I don't want her to be like the weird nerd person either, because there's always that thing where like the weird nerds go crazy and murder right. people. So yeah. like, I would just say like a run out of the mill sort of super average, relatable, like person Mm -hmm. like doesn't work in like blue collar doesn't work in like retail like maybe not like a lawyer because everybody hates lawyers yeah but like we'll have to think about it we'll have to think about it nothing that can be come across as like disillusioned but i like it i really really like it yeah i'm invested yeah yeah so i would invest if i had money but i don't so that's okay it's fine we it could even be like kind of low budget like i could be down for kind of a low oh yeah totally like you can make a movie like that like just get like a you know yeah, that can totally be done. Yeah. Awesome. I'm not making it, but, you know, I'm just no. putting the idea out there. But still, torch her copyright. Yeah. And if they do make it, I want to star in it, and I want to <laughs> run away from a flamethrower and be like, ah, no, please, God, ah, and that'll be great. And that's all that I really want. Nice. Like, but I don't know if I can pass for, like, an Instagram influencer, because all my Instagram is, like, cats. Cats. Yeah. It's great. My cats are adorable. <laughs> I love your Instagram. It's I good, because like- it's mostly cats. I know. It's entirely cats and whatever arts and crafts I'm working on that time of day. <laughs> And coffee. Yeah. Cats, dogs, I'm all about it. So. All right. Oh, my God. So, uh, that's Don't Go in the House. I think uh, it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, again, if you feel like you're missing out on the reason it got banned, just check YouTube and you can easily find that deleted scene. It is time to pick a movie for next time. Oh, God. I know. It's killing me. Hang on. Oh, Jordan did watch that uh, zombie butt movie. He watched Butt Crack? He did watch Butt Crack. I did not watch Butt Crack. He watched Butt Crack. And he did tell me that it was actually relatively disappointing because the zombified Butt Crack doesn't even come into it until like kind of the very end. So it was very boring up until I think maybe the last 20 minutes. Huh. Okay. I mean... I'm sure you're also not going to watch it because of not. what it is, but I just wanted to know if anybody was intrigued by that movie when we talked about <laughs> it last time, and they were like, yeah, I totally want to do it. You really don't need to watch it. It's really not. I didn't watch it. He watched it, yeah. and based on his description of it, I'm definitely not going to watch it. So do they show the zombified butt crack? Yes. Like, he's, well, he comes, like, back as, like, a zombie, oh, kind of, like, okay. and his zombie butt crack, but... Even that wasn't good, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't ramp up till any movie that takes eighty percent of it to get to the good twenty percent part. Like I like it, not not great. So I mean, I mean, it's a trauma film. I don't know what he expected. I don't know. That's why he watched it, and I didn't watch it. (laughs) You you have to be in the right mood for for one of those, and I just he always likes those movies. He's all about the weird the weird movies. We picked up a bunch of weird ones. 
Uh, we rented a bunch of weird ones. So um, we watched like Jim Cotta and Jim Cotta's great. Jim Cotta's amazing. Oh my god, I did not know what I was missing yeah. until I saw that movie. Yeah. And then what else was there? I need to watch Split. We picked up another one with Chuck Norris. So we lean very action, action, bad action movies. I've got a very extensive Chuck Norris collection if you need to. I, well, I wanted to rent Top Dog, but uh, mm. we passed on that one for a movie with Chuck Norris beating Russians. And I think it's like Invasion, Invasion USA. USA. Yeah. yeah. It's the best one. Yeah. Well, we're watching Invasion. Well, great. Well, now everything else isn't going to compare to it. I'm going to watch Invasion USA and be like, it's all over. It's all downhill from here. That one's awesome. It's technically a Christmas movie, too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so what are your options here? Ugh. All right. Um, there's a bunch I've already seen, so I'm just going to skip over those. I got Madman, The Redeemer, Son of Satan, Final Exam, Trick or Treats, plural, Scared to Death, what's, Drive and Massacre. What's dry, What's a Final Exam? I really like those like education horror movies. Oh, yeah. it's um, So that's like you know, just college campus killer oh. going after like oh, co-eds and killer. jocks. So oh, it's yeah. not related to like you have to pass an exam or else you get murdered. That'd be awesome. Right? Yeah. No. No, just a stalker on there. Um, Blood Theater, which has popped up a couple times, taunting me. Uh, Funland. Ooh, that sounds is fun. When a mob family takes over an amusement park after the owner dies under mysterious circumstances, the recently flyer, ugh, recently fired clown ma- mascot seeks vengeance for the loss of his job. Huh. Oh, I like that. I like a killer clown. That's a killer. That's so, great. Yeah. Well, it's like a righteous killer clown. Like, yeah. He's not like a scary like evil clown which is terrifying but he's like a vengeful clown like john wick the clown (laughs) john wick the clown john wick the clown it's on my mind just because that that trailer the trailer dropped today oh Oh. so good uh let's see last john wick clown that'd be great prom night four no i've already Eh. ruled that one out since i haven't seen three uh carnage 86. Is Carnage related to Carnies? I'm really fixated on no, that clown. This is about a newlywed couple in a new house. Um, and then there's Last House on Massacre Street, which is 1973 and they another really newlywed couple. They really need to get couple. better street names. Right? Like, why would you buy a house on Massacre Street? I don't know. Maybe it was really cheap. I bet those property values are shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like the whole mob family thing. I'm going to go with Funland. I, like I yeah. know. I think, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm going to go with Funland for next time. And so that'll be, what am I on? Four or five? That'll be five. So What? I know. That's insane. Uh, if you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and maybe help me keep track of what number I'm on, uh, you can follow this podcast on Twitter at CAW Podcast or Facebook uh, or Instagram at Customers Also Watched. Also letterboxed under the name Also Watched. Thanks, Rebecca, for joining me again. Yeah, no, thank you. At this point, there will be a little lovely subsection of the stuff Rebecca has never watched, and then Erica tells me about it, (laughs) and then I watch it. Hey. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening, and I will see you next time for Funland. Yes. 
Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcast. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon.